It is I, the big Billy Goat Gruff. Batman! Said the big Billy Goat, <laughs> who had an ugly, hoarse voice of his own. Now I have a headcanon that Billy Goat Gruff is actually Batman in disguise. <laughs> I would watch that. The Batman is a goat. Or you know what? Billy Goat Gruff is actually Loki in disguise, and he's pretending to be a goat. Who's pretending to be Batman? Pretending to be Batman, who is a goat. It's the, it's the Marvel crossover, the Marvel-DC crossover we've been waiting for. Crossover confirmed! <laughs> Greetings, travelers. Welcome back to Tales from the Enchanted Forest with your animal companions, Fox and Sparrow. Yodelay hee-hoo! If you've been following us on Twitter and Instagram at Tales from the Enchanted Forest, then you will know that we have traveled all the way to Scandinavia to bring you this tale today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gone all the way out there despite travel restrictions, we have traveled and we have come back with a really good one. Our story today comes from all the way up in Norway. It was collected by Peter Christian Abjornsson and Jorgen Moe in their book, Norsk Folk Aventyr, published 1841 and 1844. Now, the tale that we are going to tell you has the name of the Billy Goat's Gruff, but the original name of our story translates to the three Billy Goat's Gruff who were going to the mountain pastures to fatten themselves up. I don't know about you, but that's an excellent title. It just rolls off the tongue. Just, mm. We really should have kept the full title. That is just fantastic there. I know someone looked at this and was like, we should make this shorter so that it's, it's quicker to say, so you can tell children this is the story we're going to read today. But I think we should normalize having really long creative titles. I always enjoy seeing a movie or like a song that has just a stupid long title, and it's most likely I'm going to pick up that one. It seems like <laughs> the most interesting. It's got so many words there, so much going on. It reminds me of that scene in Emperor's New Groove where Kronk goes, the poison for Cusco, the Cusco. The poison that's going to poison Cusco. Cusco's poison. And I'm like, yes, that. <laughs> yep. Ah, uh, Kronk. He is like my spirit animal or something. I just, every time he speaks, I'm like, it's like you're in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's time to get into the brains of three billy goats. So let's go. Once upon a time, there were three billy goats and their name was Gruff. I know, plot twist already. Whew, off to a crazy start here. These three brothers saw this beautiful hill full of grass, and all they wanted to do was graze there and make themselves fat. Life goals? Life goals, all the power to you. Can we go back to a time when that was an acceptable goal, was just to be, like, eating all you wanted? Listen, I would, I've been playing a lot of Stardew Valley recently, mm -hmm. and... I've romanticized the concept of being a farmer in my head, where I'm like, I don't want to have a job. I don't want to pay taxes. I just want to own my grandpa's farm and go socialize with all of the townsfolk in this tiny town. Do you even do farming work? All I'm doing is in the mines all day. I've added a lot of mods that make farming really easy because I really like the social aspect of it more. Mm. I like to go talk to everybody, you know, spend my day doing nothing, looking for, you know, hilly fields to go eat and get fat off of. It's the dream. The American dream is no longer, you know, having enough money and partaking capitalism. We all just want to be farmers and goats who graze on hills. Or 
You want to live in Animal Crossing where your neighbors are animals and everyone's just chill and wanting to be friends. It'd be great. Get your own island. I think maybe the reason we like these games so much is because they're so calm and they're so different from everyday kind of rat race mentality. Yeah. Your neighbors aren't going to hate you if, you know, you don't give them the right type of foraged fruit, although some of them will. But most people are like, oh, look, a blackberry. (laughs) (laughs) I think in one of the earlier games, one of the characters would be like, oh, wow, thanks. Um, You can go just jump off that cliff now if you gave them the wrong item. (laughs) And these games, they're just like, oh, thank you. But they'll have the sad emoji above their head. But you talk to them again. They're like, hey, best friend, how are you doing? (laughs) It's great. See, social interactions are so easy because you can look at your friend. You go, listen, I'm going to give you this, this blackberry. And then they go, I love you. Yeah. And that's it. That's the extent. There's no social awkwardness. There's no, hey, I got you a gift just because. It's just you walk up to people, you aggressively hand them something, and they go, yes, I love this. Thank you. Villagers be like, I went to the beach today and saw the local farmer who had been at the beach for 12 hours fishing straight, looked at me in the (laughs) eye, gave me an uncooked egg, and I just feel so, woo, smitten with him. Yeah. You know what? This town is so small that if you hand me one single, you know, uncooked egg, not even a dozen, just a single egg. Yeah. I'm already head over heels. Standards are low. <laughs> anyway, what happens to our, our three goat brothers? I think they would all enjoy these types of games. <laughs> they were looking upon this hill thinking, I just want to go there and eat as much as I can and be fat. So on their way up there, they came across a cascading stream. And they were trying to figure a way to get over it to get to their hill. Luckily for them, there was a single bridge they could use. However, under the bridge lived a great ugly troll with eyes as big as saucers and a nose as long as a poker. Poke, poke. So I'm going to assume this, this, you know, this bridge belongs to this troll. I mean, he could just be squatting there. Someone else could have built it and he just showed up and was like, you know, this is a nice bridge. I I want this. I don't know. At this point, I'm going to be, listen, I see a bridge. There's a dude already on that bridge. I'm going to assume the bridge is this dude's. I mean, I don't usually assume people own bridges, to be quite honest. The bridges are there. Oh, but okay. But private property is such a big thing. If someone owns the land and they've built a bridge there, it is their bridge. As long as I think they put appropriate means of getting people to stay off the land, like signs or fences and stuff, they don't have any liability. But most people, like, they own the land, they build a bridge, and they let people cross it. But it's still their land and their bridge. So are we assuming that this troll not only owns the bridge, then owns the hill? It depends. I mean, I don't know how far his property lines go, but if he built the bridge, and depending on how long he's been squatting under the bridge, I think the law is about 10 years. It might be his bridge. We don't know. We're also assuming that this troll is bothered with the legality of getting a deed and saying, this is my bridge. Do you think trolls have that kind of society built up? I mean, I'm not one to judge based on, you know, creature racial background. But if he lives under that bridge, that bridge is now a dwelling. So there are certain, like, housing codes I think the bridge has to meet. But let's say, like, he does meet those housing codes and it is considered a dwelling. Okay. It's his bridge. It's his house. Someone's trying to cross his house. I'd be pretty upset if someone tried to cross my bridge. I was here first. All right. Well, either way... The three of them don't decide to cross at once. The youngest one decides to cross the bridge first. And hearing the sound of hoofsteps, the troll underneath the bridge cries out, 
Who dares to cross my bridge? Oh, don't worry. It's just me, the tiniest billy goat gruff. And I'm going up to the hillside to make myself fat, <laughs> said the billy goat with such a small voice. I mean, good for him for just straight up owning his life decisions. But this guy is clearly the dramatic youngest child here. The entitlement. He just walks over someone's bridge. Where are their parents? This kid just is going on other people's property and he's going, I'm going to go over there to make myself fat. Fox, we've talked about this. If there's a protagonist in a fairy tale and for like 50% of other media, their parents are dead. So. So no one's. You know. No one's taught the tiniest Billy Goat Gruff that you don't trespass. It seems like his brothers didn't stop him. They were all looking at that hill going, I want to eat that. I want to eat that and get fat. They're goats, so I'm not going to expect them to learn, you know, the story of Hansel and Gretel. But sometimes to yourself, you think, who is the story of Hansel and Gretel supposed to warn? Who is supposed to take away that you don't eat other people's houses? You know what? I think the story was meant for these goats. It was like, you know what? Billy Goat's gruff. They just go everywhere. They eat all the food. We got to teach them a lesson. Let's tell them a story about a witch that turned fat little kids into dinner. Intense. But... (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps. Well, I mean, But at the same time, if there's no clear signage, maybe just straight up didn't know that there was a troll there. Maybe this is now the first time he's acknowledging, oh my gosh, there's someone here. Yeah, but I mean, he goes, don't worry, it's just me. Like, buddy, he doesn't know you. But he's just a tiny little goat. He's not going to hurt the troll all right that's very classic youngest sibling mentality i'm just a little guy i don't do anything it's like after you fight with your older siblings and your mom walks into the room and you go it wasn't me he hit me like own up to it i mean we're both coming at this from mentality like you're the oldest right Uh, i'm second oldest so i'm like up there and i tell you my little brother my little brother can do no wrong in my mom's eyes No wrong. Doesn't do his homework? Oh, well, I can't make him do it. If I didn't do my homework, I would get yelled at. But if he can't do it, oh, well, you know, she can't make him do it. I'm like, well, and how did I grow up doing homework? Someone made me. (laughs) That's fine, you know, no resentment, you know, no grudges there. I relate to the youngest one who's also dramatic, so I feel for him. But maybe, maybe he's being manipulative and that's not cool. I was just guessing that he didn't know. He didn't know there was someone under there. And now this is him acknowledging. That someone's living here and they maybe he didn't mean to. Well, he did mean to walk on the bridge. That's that's bad. But do you walk up to every bridge you see and go, excuse me, does anyone live under here? Well, to be fair, I'm in the UK at the moment and here we have right to roam. Oh. So if it's on a public footpath, um, you can go through it. So you can go through farmer's fields. You can go through like different really? hills. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really know the legality of it, but I know that right to roam does mean that you can, anything that's like a natural space, as long as you're not, you know, hurting the wildlife that's on there or disturbing crops and stuff, you can go through fields. We take lots of walks through like cornfields. There's lots of cow fields we go through. Nice. And they think farmers have to maintain the land to some degree, mm-hmm. but you're allowed to go onto different properties. I don't think it's the same in Canada. I think you would get yelled at quite a bit. <laughs> So it depends. I don't know what the laws are in Norway, where the story comes from. So maybe in Norway, they also have right to roam. If there is the right to roam, then this youngest one is just exercising his right. And if not, then he needs to get educated. Go back to school, (laughs) kid. Meanwhile, going back to the story, 
The troll looks up at this little goat and says, Thanks for your honesty, Billy. Now I'm going to gobble you all up. (laughs) Oh, no. Pray, don't take me. I'm too small to be worth it, cried the billy goat. Wait a bit till second billy goat gruff comes. He's much bigger. Way to sell out your older brother. (laughs) You're just like, ah, this is inconvenient. Why don't you eat my sibling instead? See, very typical younger sibling attitude right there. Straight up just goes, you know what? Don't eat me. Eat my next brother. He's bigger. All older children or middle children can relate to this. You really think we'd sell you out like that? I don't know, but I mean, I'm thinking back to years of my little brother going and saying like, oh, I can't do this. It's too hard. And my mom being like, okay, well, get your sister to help you. And I'm like, okay, by help, do you mean I have to do it for him? Because (laughs) that's not about to happen. But, you know, it's fine. I'm just speaking up for the children who had to, you know, help raise their siblings and their siblings got away with so much more. I mean, he literally just goes, don't eat me, but eat my brother. He's bigger. He has more meat on his bones. Whenever I asked my my sister for help on homework, she would always just ask me different questions. I'd be like, I don't understand how to do this math problem. She's like, well, have you really thought about it? I'll be like, yes. And she'd be like, but have you thought about it? Like, really? And then eventually I would just leave her alone because I did. <laughs> she was not asking helpful questions. <laughs> it's, a, it's a deflecting tactic. I don't want to help you, but I don't want you to make this a thing and go to mom and dad. So you have to be like, but did you think about it? Did you did you really, really try? Go back and try and then come back and I'll help you if you really don't get it. But at that point, you're like, well. That was what she said. And then I didn't want to ask her for more help because he was like, you know what? You might just ask more questions, and I'm not ready for that. I already have yep. to deal with these questions the teacher gave me. Yep, classic deflection tactic. It's like in the guidebook on Older Siblings 101. <laughs> so why didn't you do that with your brother? I did, but I know also that my brother, he's so lazy. If I hadn't helped him, he would have just not done it. Oh, my sister knew I was going to do it. <laughs> Thankfully, I was still enough of a middle child where my older sister had most of the responsibility. So I was like, Aww. you know, forgotten middle child kind of situation. I was like, I'm here, I'm older, but I can get away with not doing more stuff because there's, or, there's someone older than me who can take over. So, so I relate, but not enough. <laughs> also, the youngest Billy Goat is referring to the middle child, the middle brother, as the second Billy Goat Gruff. Is this how you refer to siblings? Does he not have names? Does he not? I don't know. We're coming back to the names thing of fairy tales. Well, they're Norwegian. They might be different. They might just be like, well, we refer to our our siblings by their last name. (laughs) If we have any Norwegian fans, we would like to hear from you. Please let us know how you address your siblings. (laughs) Because if you come out and say, I address them as, you know, Billy Goat Gruff, number two, uh, I would would love to know. I feel like this would be a cultural experience for me. I'd like to know if I should be referring to my brother as something else now. (laughs) Hearing this, the troll thinks about it, and then responds with, Well, I can't think of a single reason why you would lie to me about this. So yeah, off you go. Amazing. So yeah, just like that, the youngest Billy Goat safely crosses and presumably starts to wonder if there could be any drawbacks to selling out his brother. As the second Billy Goat begins to cross, once again the troll roared, Who dares to cross my bridge? Oh. It's the second Billy Goat Gruff, and I'm going up to the hillside to eat until I'm fat. 
said the second billy goat, who didn't have as small a voice as the younger brother. Again, wait to own what you're about to do, but you don't really need to give him all those details of, you know, wanting to get fat and everything. It's just going up on the hill. Also, did you see just a minute ago that your brother had a similar exchange while crossing this bridge? I wonder if they just sat before they actually crossed the bridge and they talked about, you know what, listen, guys, if there's a troll under there, here's the script. We tell him this exact same thing. You know, if we get pulled over, this is the story. <laughs> None of us have licenses because we're goats. <laughs> maybe this is not the first time this has happened. Maybe. Maybe they just go around trespassing on people's property so often that they're just like, you know what? Routine number five. We gotta have a cover story. You go first as the bait, then you go the second time as, like, the second piece of bait, and then I'll come in and I'll, you know, take care of it. I would hope they've talked about this ahead of time. Well, I mean, they're giving the exact same story, you know, the same lines, so it kind of feels like they have. But it might just be because in oral tradition, it's a lot easier to do a lot of repetition. And it was traditionally a kid's story, so you'd repeat a lot of concepts, you know, you'd repeat a lot of the same sounds and theories to kind of build it into the kids' heads that something is coming. So I don't know how much of it is that. And how much of it is just, listen, guys, we get pulled over. It's, I'm going up the hillside to eat until I'm fat. That's the story. <laughs> We're sticking to it. We're sticking to it. We're not running an underground goat organization. <laughs> That's a twist right there. I'm sure someone out there has written fan fiction about, you know, goats having malicious reasons to go up the hillside or some capitalist reasons for it. Maybe they're trying to take over property and they're trying to establish squatters' rights themselves. Who knows? After hearing the arrival of the second billy goat, the troll rubs his hands together. Oh wow, the first goat was telling the truth. Now I'm definitely coming to gobble you up. <laughs> oh no, don't take me. Wait a little bit until my big brother comes by. He's much bigger. Sure. This is probably the moral of the story here. When things get hard, just pass the buck to someone else. I can't really see what the other moral would be, unless it's eat your goats before the third one shows up. Because, I mean, the troll could have definitely already eaten the first one, waited for the second one, eaten the second one. And then been too full to worry about what happens next. Or, I mean, you know what? He could have eaten all three. We don't know how, like, troll bellies expand, but I'm assuming that he can eat the small one, eat the second one, and then, you know, eat the third one as well. But... I don't understand why he didn't eat them. Like, there's no reason why you can't eat all three billy goats, unless maybe he was thinking along the same lines of, well, I don't really want to waste the energy to eat the smallest one when there's a bigger one that's coming by. It'll last me longer. I don't have to use as much resources to catch it. They could have been lying. And then where would he have been? No goat. If the first one was the only one, and he just said that, oh, another one's coming, then he would have been out of a goat anyways. Why did he believe him? I don't know. I think it's just, I, it, well, I mean, there's a trope of, like, trolls being simple-minded and silly. Um, so they don't actually think things through. They take things quite straightforward. Just like how people, when you speak the English language, a lot of people who are new to the English language don't really understand how to use sarcasm. Or they don't understand sarcasm in itself. So it might be one of those things where the troll is taking everything literally. Like, he's like, all right, there's a second billy goat. It's coming cool, you can go on, I'll get the second one. So maybe it doesn't even occur to him that they could be lying to him. Either way, he still believes them. The troll kind of hearing about another bigger billy goat coming along. That just sounds really tempting. He says, Well, I'm sure I can't see this backfiring anyway. Be off with you. And then went the second billy goat. Not long after came the eldest, Big 
Billy Goat Gruff. Dun dun dun! As he crossed the bridge, the bridge creaked and groaned under him. Maybe this should be an indication, though, that Big Billy Goat doesn't necessarily need to hit, like, graze in that hillside for long. <laughs> Sounds like he's doing okay on the weight department. Well, maybe that's why the other two are trying to get away from their brother. They're like, he eats everything. There's nothing left for us. Let's run away. And then the Big Billy Goat follows them. So they're selling him out. They knew about this bridge with the troll and they're like the troll will take care of our brother <laughs> like you know what guys it's rough out here every goat for themselves more like it's gruff out here <laughs> i'm just goading you about that anyways oh, gosh. <laughs> hearing this the troll roared once more who dares to cross my bridge it is i the big billy goat gruff Batman! Said the big billy goat, who had an ugly, hoarse voice of his own. Now I have a headcanon that Billy Goat Gruff is actually Batman in disguise. I would watch that. The Batman is a goat. Or you know what? Billy Goat Gruff is actually Loki in disguise, and he's pretending to be a goat. Who's pretending to be Batman? Pretending to be Batman, who is a goat. It's the, it's the Marvel crossover, the Marvel DC crossover we've been waiting for. Crossover confirmed! <laughs> it's in the story. The Norwegians knew it all along. Guys, it's right there. It's in the subtext. Right. All right, so what does Batman do about this situation? <laughs> yeah. So, Big Billy Goat Gruff is very confident in himself. He's not worried about it. But the troll doesn't realize maybe he could be in a bit of danger, and he roars with excitement. Finally! Now I'm coming to gobble you up! <laughs> the big Batman Billy Goat smirked as he spoke. Well, come along. I've got two spears. And I'll poke your eyeballs out of your ears. I've got besides two curling stones. And I'll crush you to bits, body and bones. Yeah, this is a kid's story, by the way. The Norwegians go hard. Yeah, this last bit was pulled verbatim from the original story. This is... <sighs> this is hardcore. Yeah, maybe this is why they two don't like their older brother. He's so intense. Yeah. They're like the normal siblings, you know, they have each other, they have normal interests, and then you have their older brother who's into like heavy, heavy rock music and screamos and lives in the basement, hates everything and everybody, and is so intense that he scares them. So, like, we just want to go and find our own hill, but he follows them. I just realized something. What? The youngest, okay, the youngest Billy Goat is actually Loki. The middle one is Thor, and this one's Hela. <laughs> Thor's just like, ah, oh, you know, I'm big, but I'm, I'm into, like, comedy and stuff now. I'm off saving the galaxy. And Hela's just like, you want a piece of this? <laughs> I'm the goddess of death. Yeah, Loki's just like, I'm doing this for fun. Thor is like, I can't really be bothered. And she's just like, I will destroy you. Loki is genuinely like, yeah, take out my brother Thor. Um, <laughs> and Thor is like, Hela's trying to destroy the world. Take her out. And then Hela's just having none of it. <laughs> well, you know what? I like this allegory just because... Goats are such a big part of the Thor legends. They draw Thor's chariot. Thor is a favorite of farmers. Like, you mean the real Norse mythology, right? 
Yep, the real Norse, not the Marvel mythology, no. In the Norse mythology, Thor's chariot is driven by goats. He's a favorite of goat farmers and regular farmers and travelers. Uh, Odin has his own little goat called Hydrun, and she eats from the world tree and converts it to mead, which he drinks and the warriors at Valhalla drink. I mean, the Norwegians love their goats. There's also a Yule goat at Scandinavian Customs for Christmas. Goats are everywhere. So, I mean, if anyone's going to be in a goat story about three goats, it's going to be the three old Odin children. Well, this is also, we're going off of the Marvel Odin children. Mm-hmm. Hela is actually Loki's daughter, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, I see how that's confusing. We're, it's, in the actual mythology, goats are a big part of Thor's mythology. So we're going to transpose that onto the comic books and onto yeah. the Marvel universe. Uh, so that way we have a bridge between the worlds, one might say. All right. Well, now that we've considerably mixed up the MCU, the Marvel comics, and actual Norse mythology, let us continue <laughs> with the three Billy Goats gruff. And apparently Batman the Billy Goat. Batman, Thor, Loki, and... Hela. Hela, yeah. So, sorry. Batman, Thor, Loki, Hela. DCX Marvel. Confirmed. The troll, completely unfazed by this goat's threats, laughs to himself. To the troll's surprise, the big billy goat dashes at the troll, poking his eyes out with his horns and crushing him to bits, body, and bones. He then somehow gathers all these body bits and tosses them the remains of the troll into the cascading river. After that, he went up to the hillside and presumably had a serious family discussion about loyalty. But after that, the three billy goats got to eat and eat eat. They got so fat, they were scarcely able to walk home again. Um, that's quite a horrific ending. It's kind of like Rumpelstiltskin, where we were like, oh, this is fine, and then Rumpelstiltskin just tears himself into pieces, and we're like, ah. And then murder happens! Yeah, and then murder happens, and we're like, children are very, very desensitized to violence, not because of video games, but because no. the stories we are reading to them as bedtime stories for them to go to sleep to are just violent, I think. <laughs> Controversial topic. It's there! It's right there! <laughs> the goat told the troll his plan, and then the troll was still surprised that that happened. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if a goat came, goats are very hardcore. They're not on the same level as geese. But, I mean, if I saw a goat and it came up to me, uh, depending on how fat it was, my level of fear would be different. I feel like if a goat came up, I'd be like, all right, if I stay away from him, he'll stay away from me. Now, imagine if this was the three geese. Go, gruff. Three geese, gruff. If I was a troll, I'd be gone immediately. Like, my, my levels of violent aversion are higher with geese than goats so maybe the troll just thought it's just a fat goat what can it do do you know always weirded me out about goats yeah why are their pupils like rectangles that's just weird oh i don't know yeah it's weird we watched brother bear the other day and we did notice that the eyes are so weird looking on the rams as well mm-hmm. it's just how they are we can't really judge them for it it's how they were can we though can we though well, I mean, if we're going to, we can if we judge everything. I mean, the troll has eyes like the saucers. It has a poker nose. The goats are freakishly different sized and weird as well. I feel like all the cast members to this story are strange on their own. We had a long discussion 
about whether a troll had legal <laughs> rights to the bridge, I think we can talk a bit about why do goats have their rectangle eyes. The thing is, I can make an argument for the for the troll having legal rights to the bridge. I, I could look it up, I guess. I'm not a scientist, but I could be like, ah, there's something no, in no, their DNA. Okay. Or they evolved to have rectangle eyes. I'm just saying, goats can be weird, man. They can, be yes. That's the three Billy Goats Gruff. It's a short but really sweet story. You know what my favorite part of this story is? Which part? So my favorite part of the story is the fact that people don't know how to really categorize it. Because there's a category called on the... So there's a category on the Arnie Thompson Uther type, which is 122F, which is eat me when I'm fatter. So it's a whole bunch of different animals have the same situation where they're crossing a predator and they say, listen, I'm not that fat right now, but you wait until winter and I'll be really fat and you can eat me then. And then the predator kind of goes for it. And then obviously when the predator goes to collect... They either die a violent death or the, you know, the prey manage to evade them. Um, so that's 122F. But there's a different category for specifically eat the next person trope, which is 122E. It's literally just don't eat me, <laughs> eat the next person. So there's a whole group of people selling out their siblings and friends because they're fatter. Listen, yes, I mean, it's a thing. I looked into it. There is the Polish and German version that have wolves, and specifically the German version, I think. It's the child asks the wolf to eat the mother, the mother asks the wolf to eat the father, and the father, you know, is the one that ends up disposing of the wolf. But it's just, as a predator, I feel like I'd be there and I'd be like, um, I guess I'll eat the bigger person, but... Wow, like I have to eat, I have to kill to eat. You're just selling out your family members. How dysfunctional is this? I'm, I'm just here to, you know, have a dinner. I'm not here to be your therapist. But the, I like the German version specifically as child, mother, father, because it's just ratting your family members out immediately. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't understand it. But I love the names of these tropes. I love eat the next person and eat me when I'm fatter. I feel like these are lifestyles that I could. Eat I could adhere to like a diet. When you're fatter, <laughs> listen. Post-apocalypse, I would be fine for a zombie world. I would be part of the eat the next person trope, or you know, the eat me when I'm fatter trope. It's all about context. I um, I would probably not be a part of that trope. I mean, if I was, I'd be the one at the end, and then I'd be like, <laughs> "What? I can't fight anybody though, so I would lose." <laughs> No, but then you just keep saying, like, don't worry, there's someone else coming, and then you run and you don't come back. Because they're going to hunt you down. I mean, actually, that that makes me remember another point. What is the moral of this story? Can you think of one? My, okay, maybe this is me coming at it from a youngest sibling, so you know, <laughs> don't hate me. But I read it as that the older sibling needs to take care of their younger siblings. Ah, yes. <laughs> Classic younger sibling mentality. <laughs> I mean, families should look out for each other. I'm hoping they all had a discussion ahead of time. They realized that, yo, our big brother is buff and he sounds like Batman. I think you can take <laughs> on whatever's under there. You know what? If that's what they did, fine. All the power to you. But... If they didn't, and they're all just throwing each other under the bus, then the moral has to be, protect yourself. <laughs> or throwing people under the bus is fine. 
as long as you get away before there are any consequences. Um, I guess it could also be greed. Like, the troll was greedy and thinking that if he kept waiting, he could get a bigger fish, but then, or a bigger goat, but then he kind of bit off more than he could chew, so to speak. <laughs> or the goat bit off more than he could chew. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't walk after all their eating. <laughs> the troll, sh- you know what the troll should have done? Yep. He should have let them all pass, stayed where he was, watched them eat, saw they couldn't move, and then go eat them. Yeah, you know what? Maybe the, maybe the entire moral is patience is a virtue. Mm. Like, if you if you take the smallest fish right off the bat and you eat it, then you have a small fish. But if you trap all fat goats, all fat fishes, <laughs> fishes, all fat fish in a little, like, trap and you leave them there, then you have your pickings of the fattest one at the end when they can't fight back. Yeah, or when they try miserably to cross your bridge for the second time. Then you'd be like, ah, there's an exit fee. Ah, uh, yes. It's me eating you. Hidden fees. Just make it a toll bridge. Be like, there's a toll you have to pay, and it's one of your lives. Yeah. An arm and a leg, please. <laughs> Which, honestly, is what toll toll highways and stuff cost sometimes. Yeah, or he could have just asked them, like, to, for money for upkeep. Like, this bridge is falling apart, man. We need to keep this thing going. You know what? Somehow these these goats don't they don't come across to me as people who pay taxes. They come across as people that go and trespass onto other people's hills, eat the whole of it, and then be like, "All right, back home we go." But they really couldn't because they were scarcely able to walk home again. <laughs> they were so fat. <laughs> Greed isn't a virtue. It can be our opposite to patience as a virtue. Because the goats were greedy, and now look, someone's dead. The troll was greedy, and look, now he has nothing. Be wary, kids. Not everything is free, including grass. Hey, Fox, before we go, do you have anything else you want to talk about with this story? Well, aside from trespass laws, I think we should do our five fantastic finds. Woo! Number one. The collection of fairy tales our story comes from was important to the collective identity of a free, independent Norway and its oral tradition. In the 19th century, when Asborgen and Mo were collecting their works, Norway had achieved freedom from Denmark and was establishing its own history and myths. Through this work, the pair were able to strike a balance between using the old Danish dialect as well as using the newly emerging Norwegian Rin form. Now, I think you're wondering, how can a story about billy goats and trolls be so important? Well, this collection has since been granted the status of a mythological artifact for its importance in establishing a Norwegian conscience. This also kind of explains why we consider the billy goat's gruff a fairy tale, while other animal stories are considered fables. It's just really important to the Norwegians. Number two. If you were like me as a child, you might have been confused as to why they were all named Billy Gruff. Don't worry. They didn't all have the first name Billy and the last name Gruff or anything like that. Billy is the term used to refer to a male goat, whereas females are nannies. And juvenile goats are called kids. That's right. If you hear someone say, Billy's with the nanny taking care of the kids, they might just be talking about goats. Additionally, the term kid to refer to a young goat can be traced back to as early as the start of the 13th century. It wouldn't be until the 1840s when the term would become a common and formal term for children. Number three. Talking about terms, let's talk about how the Norwegians love their trolls. 
In fact, it was an English translation of Billy Goat's Gruff that introduced the concept of trolls to the English lexicon. In Norwegian, troll is a noun that can be ascribed to all manners of fiends, demons, werewolves, and giants. So it's basically a catch-all for all types of mischievous beings. They are usually depicted as being dumb, unfriendly, and simple-minded. Some other basic characteristics of trolls include being afraid of ringing bells and the idea that they turn to stone when they are hit with sunlight. Now, both of these concepts are explored in a wonderful comic called Hilda by Luke Pearson. I highly recommend the Netflix series, which explores the titular character's fantastic adventures in a city called Trollberg. Hilda doesn't just explore trolls, but they also explore many different magical creatures, such as dragons, wereworms, and my favorite, elves. Elves? <laughs> I mean, elves are pretty cool, but they're your favorite? In Hilda, they are. You Trust me, you have to watch it. I'm not about to give anyone any spoilers. But of all of the fantasy races I've ever seen, I think the elves in Hilda are the most relatable to me personally. And for anyone who's seen it, will probably know why. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Well, talking about standard fantasy creatures, that brings us to number four. Now, like elves and dwarves and other creatures of that sort, trolls are very common fantasy races that you'll see in media. But despite that, there's a wide variety of adaptations that you'll see. There are the more common dark and serious threatening trolls we see in places like Lord of the Rings. Tolkien's trolls were about 12 feet tall with thick skin and brutish faces. In The Fellowship of the Ring, trolls are first seen as stone statues. They were turned into stone thanks to Bilbo, who had got the trolls to argue about how to eat the hobbits for so long that morning came and sunlight turned them into stone. This appearance sets up the encounter with the cave troll in the mines of Moria. But without the help of sunlight in the mines, the Fellowship is forced to fight their way out. Which, in my opinion, is the least coolest way they could have done that. I like the idea of Bilbo thinking his way to outsmarting the trolls. It's true, but, I mean, they were in a cave. There wasn't like they could <laughs> just produce sunlight. It's not like they had a wizard there to help them. <laughs> Another iconic example of this is from Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. On Halloween night, a troll finds its way into Hogwarts, and we get the absolute iconic line from Coral. Trolls! Troll in the dungeon! There's a troll in the dungeon! I thought you would want to know. <sighs> I love the Which image. Faints. I love the image of Voldemort just being stuck on this guy's head going, I am the greatest dark lord this world has ever seen, and this man is fainting about a troll. Are you a wizard man or not? <laughs> Do you think at that point he was starting to question this whole like immortality thing, going, maybe death is not so bad? I think maybe he was going, the first person I'm going to kill when I have a body is going to be Quirrell. I'm so sick of it. I'm tired of this. This man is afraid of a troll that he put there. <laughs> Turns out he didn't have to wait long enough for him to get his own body. He's just... <laughs> the guy was so useless, he kind of fell apart, as it were. For all of the roasting of Coral we're doing, if I saw one of those trolls, I would also be running the opposite direction. I mean, they look ghastly. But he got the troll in the castle. Like... <laughs> You yeah, but it was that dude, and you know, it's it's. I think it's the same thing as people being 
totally fine with, you know, animals that have been tamed or animals that are like sedated. But as soon as that animal is back to its regular form, they're terrifying. As, you know, as terrifying and gross as a sleeping troll is, I think a troll that's, you know, lumbering around is even worse. I would not be okay with that. Well, the trolls from the Harry Potter world usually average about also 12 feet. I wonder where they got that number from. (laughs) Mystery. But they're also very ugly, and this one notably had really big ears. For plot reasons. Very convenient. Mm -hmm. These trolls don't stand out too much uh, in terms of how different trolls can be. Both these iterations of trolls are big, ugly monsters that can pack quite a punch and are far from intelligent, which generally lines up with our troll from today's story. I think that would sum him up. He was kind of more brute force, not thinking so much about what he was agreeing to. Yes, but at least our troll had a little bit sense of, you know, language, whereas I don't think the Harry Potter trolls have very much. Yeah. The other thing that these trolls displayed more of that our troll didn't do as much of is these trolls were very, like, hostile and brutal. (laughs) Our troll was brutal, but he was not as hostile about it. Although, you know what, to be fair to the Harry Potter troll that we've seen in the movie and the books, he was, you know, presumably kidnapped and brought to an unknown location. I wouldn't blame him so much. I mean, our troll, you know, was trying to protect his bridge that people were trying to trespass on. But this troll was just straight up kidnapped and then aggravated. It's easy to play the, the, the you know, trolls are dumb and simple-minded, but they are creatures. And I don't think it's literature is always fair to them. I think literature often plays them as the bad guy for no reason except that they're just bad because they have no concept of being good. But as we will see later on, we can have good trolls. Right, Sparrow? Uh, yes. On the far, far other end of the spectrum that we were talking about, there is the cute, ugly take on these trolls. (laughs) Most notably seen in the Troll Dolls and Expanded Franchise. I personally have never had a troll doll growing up. Because those things are straight up creepy. What about you, Fox? Uh, no, I didn't really like them. I They were in like the Cabbage Patch Kids of Freaky to me. I liked Barbie. I liked Ken. I liked, you know, animals. I didn't really like the trolls. I had Groovy Girls. Ooh, I had Polly Pocket, the Miocene Girls, oh, yeah. Winx Club Dolls. I just had like different types of dolls, I think. I never, I was never really a big like soft doll kind of person. Or strange doll kind of. I think I was more into the aesthetically pleasing dolls. <laughs> Sorry, trolls. They were just so creepy. They stared at you all bug-eyed. Ugh. And then they came out with that Trolls movie. Was that the last movie to come out before the pandemic? Like, in theaters? I think so. I think it was like there was some music aspect to it. I don't know why, but like kids' shows or kids' movies have a lot of singing and dancing i feel like that's because you can actually sell cds and like music to kids but mm. i remember thinking the trolls were trying way too hard to be the smurfs and i loved the smurfs i never watched the smurfs <gasps> not even the live action one no i didn't i wanted to and then i never did i don't condone a lot of like cartoon to live action because i don't think it translates well but the smurfs yeah. movie i'm not sure if nostalgia talking it might be nostalgia talk. I could Don't hold it against me if this movie sucks. But in my mind, this movie was awesome. All right. I'll have to check it out later. It's like the Scooby-Doo movies where you're like, oh my god, this is actually really great. Scooby, Scooby Scooby-Doo, where Where are you? you? I'm off to hunt a troll man. It won't be a troll, though. It'll be (laughs) a really big guy and some animatronic, and it'll be like 
under a mask. <laughs> you know which trolls I actually did like? I liked the ones in Frozen. I didn't like Olaf, but I liked the yeah. Frozen Rock trolls. I thought they were quite cute. Frozen, their trolls were okay, um, but they were just like small rocks with arms and legs and a face. Like, I, 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 I mean, I don't know if they really... I know the term for troll is really loose, but I feel like the few things that have to be established is that they're kind of ugly and they're at least kind of shady to some degree, whether they're actually good or bad. You could bend, but they have to at least come across as sketchy and probably strong and maybe not so smart. This doesn't this check any of those. I think that's just like the classic Western view of trolls. I think the Norwegian view of trolls isn't that divisive. I think the Norwegian... Sorry. I think that almost a Scandinavian term for troll can be very, very fluid. So you have rock trolls, which kind of resemble rocks or outcroppings. You have the forest trolls, which can resemble trees or big, you know, statues of bark. So I think the actual myths that they come from the trolls aren't really always ugly or big and sometimes trolls can even look human um so i think the actual range from the myth it can be very different but i think we've been conditioned to think of trolls like the like the very classic harry potter classic lord of the rings kind of troll where they're just dumb they're big they're brutal they're almost like interchangeable with orcs in some way which isn't necessarily true uh, but we will talk more about that later I feel like you're trolling me here, but okay. <laughs> of course, there's a lot more variations on trolls out there. We Like we talked about before, Netflix has a show on Hilda. He said it was originally a comic. Yeah, it comes from a comic. Uh, it demonstrates uh, trolls with a good alignment. There's BBC's Merlin, which shows uh, trolls having a high proficiency in magic. And in the tabletop game Dungeons & Dragons, trolls can actually regenerate limbs. Or another variation on these on trolls comes from the PlayStation 4's God of War game. Here, these massive trolls have gray skin, huge curled horns or tusks, and often come with unique elemental abilities. And if you're not careful, these guys will take you out pretty quick. I mean, I, I, I'm a pro player, so I, like, never died and, you know, didn't lose once to these things. Nope, not me. Nope. <laughs> no i hear denial in someone's voice it's okay it's okay we've all had to you know quit a game mid-fight because we were dying and we were about to lose everything and have to start all it's over again it's so annoying because it's the first like they throw like these like you know really basic enemies at you and you're like oh, i can do this and they're like great you've killed three of these here's a troll they're a mini boss and i'm like i don't know how to use anything <laughs> atreus start firing arrows gosh dang it why aren't you listening to me oh good he one shot me lovely this is why you always save a game before you enter the main fight because you always need to be sure that you can always, you know, backtrack. I'm speaking from years of Pokemon experience. So many lost gym battles. Anyways. At first appearance, these come across as our standard dumb but strong monster troll that we talked about earlier. While they remain your enemy throughout the campaign, we hear them actually speak in their own unique language. In fact, in the game's lore, it's said that despite their outward hostility, these trolls have their own tribes all across Midgard. We even get to see one who is a bridge keeper for Helheim. This guy was even able to differentiate between a living soul and a dead soul. But not a dark soul. That's a different game. 
And with number five, I get to finally say it. Not all trolls are evil under the bridge gross lurkers. There are also myths and stories about troll maidens who help build and hold up bridges and giant trolls who themselves act like bridges. Now, I think the connotation of bridges and trolls is a way for us as humans to come to terms with the fact that we don't always know what lurks in our paths as we suspend ourselves in transitional stages like when we're on bridges. The connotation of bridges and trolls is used in the trope of the bridge keeper, where a hero needs to cross a bridge, but before doing so, he needs to answer a riddle. I think this is a way for us as humans to come to terms with the fact that we do not always know what lurks in our path as we suspend ourselves in liminal spaces like bridges. Usually bridge keepers are trolls or, you know, a sphinx-like creature. However, in the Scandinavian tradition, trolls are more so forest or mountain-dwelling creatures that are not necessarily solitary and they don't lurk under bridges all the time. They usually live in familial pairings with a parent and a child, and they usually just travel around looking for food and hunting like everyone else does. The Norwegians have lots of natural stony outcroppings they name after trolls, including Troll Peak, Troll's Tongue, and Trollstein Mountain. It's a fun way to find magic in the world around us without giving children a lifelong fear of bridges. Now, Sparrow, I hope this bridges are two different expectations for the trolls in our lives. They can be stupid, they can be smart, they can be helpful, they can be mischievous, they can sometimes be ugly, and they can sometimes be just fine. At the end of the day, trolls really are fantasy creatures, and they really do go through all manner of different adaptations and variations because the end of the day troll is just a catch-all term like you said at the start so we get all these different variations and that's what still makes them fun even though you end up with creepy doll trolls <laughs> i think that's the one thing we can agree on the troll dolls are creepy and their songs are bad <laughs> here here well fox as fun as has been trolling around with you i see a hill in the yonder and i think i'm going to go there and eat and make myself fat well, wait for me. I want to be the second Billy Go Gruff. Now, travelers, if you want to hear more from us and find out what our next tale will be, come join us anytime on Twitter, Instagram, at Tales from the Enchanted Forest. Or if you are old school like Sparrow, you can email us at talesfromtheenchantedforest at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you think about us getting nice and fat on this hill, our trolls, or any other anecdotes from this story. If you have anything to share, please don't hesitate. And remember, there's always a place for you in the Enchanted Forest. And sometimes, if you stick around long enough, you might hear some bloopers. Us? Make mistake? <laughs> Never. Um, uh, are you on music? I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. That's actually funny. <laughs> <laughs> and they all wanted to gaze there. Graze. No, the graze. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. I think. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Sorry, my. Who dares to cross my bridge? Apparently not me, because Discord just went, no, 
go away. It's Fox. She just crossed your bridge. Oh, gosh. Okay. How dare you? Okay, let's say your line. I'm Big Billy Cobra. <laughs> Do you think that's funny? I killed a troll with my own head. All right, it's nearing 9.30. Let, let, let's keep this moving, Batman. Okay. <laughs>